Hello everyone, welcome back to the Nothing But Action podcast. I am your host, Brody. I'm also joined by a delightful co-host once again, aka Biz the Bill. It's been a while, hasn't it, mate? We didn't have an episode last week. No, we took last week off, you know. Wasn't there wasn't much going on. We wanted to wanted to try to wait till the NBA finals was was over and then we'd we'd come out with a be- bigger banger this week. And it's 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 done. It's Lakers. Yeah, Lakers in six. Down. I think we both called that. We both said Lakers in five or six, didn't we? Yeah, I didn't say Lakers in this sweep. That would just be the most dumbest take. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say that last <laughs> week at all. I think we all knew Lakers were going to win. Let's be real. Let's be for real, though. Yeah, I, I did think they were going to win. I did not think they were going to win six. I thought they were going to win even four. I, th- I called sweep last week or five. I did not call six at all, but it's good. Big, big game by the arm heat. Well, I say let's go over the game five. Um, LeBron, man, he went crazy this game. 40 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists, couldn't get the triple-double, and he also shot 66% from three-point with six threes. Playoff LeBron? He went nuts. Yeah, as well, especially when, when, when LeBron, LeBron shoots like this from the three-point line, very rarely does that team lose when LeBron shooting this good from the three-point line, which is crazy. 40 points, 13, was three assists off another triple-dub. It was not much more you can do from LeBron. Jimmy Butler as well. He has been amazing. He was amazing this series. Sorry, I say he was. He, he like playing 47 minutes out of 48. He was on the bench for like 55 seconds out of the whole game. He was going to get tired. Like that is so much minutes to play compared to a player like LeBron that's only playing like 41. Yeah, 47 minutes. Like he had one minute on the bench. He had to savor that minute so hard if he to get through the rest of that game because that's – and he had to. For them to win that game, he has to play 47 minutes. So that was crazy. Well, all the players played really, like, pretty well. Like LeBron killed it. Jimmy Butler killed it. Davis played well, still with 28 points. Even had KCP. He, he's been lights out, hasn't he? KCP, yeah. KCP, he's been pretty good. When when those when those guys shoot even respectably well, it helps helps their team win so much like so much easier when when like the role players are sort of like 50-50. That when they when they're hitting their shots on the night, it, it makes it so much easier for the Lakers to win. Well, both teams pretty much have like a player that is a lights out shooter. Like KCP has been lights out this playoffs, and then Mister Reliable. Yes, I'm going to keep calling him Mister Reliable. Duncan Robinson doesn't miss. They play him so high. I swear, I said, I think I've said this like every podcast of how how high they play him. They do not. They do. I've never seen anyone go under a screen on Duncan Robinson yet. He. They literally like the amount of three point foul line. Like how many fouls he gets from the three point line is ridiculous. It works well though. Like they have like the high screen. They got either Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson. They're just running back and forth over that screen. Yeah, as well. He he brings so much like um. I don't know how to say this. He brings a lot of like people like know when he's on the court. He brings a lot of attention, which which helps Jimmy Butler a lot more and Bam Adebayo and Hero and stuff. Because if they're not guarding him, and they set a lot of screens for Duncan Robinson, if they're not guarding him really hard, then it's like he if when he gets on fire, it's hard to catch up. Well, that whole team really has like a lot of shooters. You had Jay Crowder playing like he was twenty six, <laughs> and then Duncan was lights out. Tyler Hero was pretty much lights out as well. Like. That whole team is just like filled with like shooters. 
especially Jake Crowder. Jake Crowder's even since the Bucks series, since the Bucks series to all the way to the end of playoffs, him shooting behind the arc. I think he had one bad game against the Heat. Besides that, he was so reliable behind the arc from three. It was crazy to watch him. He literally, these vet, the veteran. It was awesome. But as we know, sadly, the Lakers couldn't complete the gentleman's sweep in every single series. Danny Green missing a wide-open game winner to win the game. What the hell was happening in that last play? You're wide open, man. Like, come on. Oh, it's bad. He gets paid like, what? He's get paid 16 mil or something to hit that shot. It was hard though. There's so much pressure, but god damn. He, and even the stance he had, it, it looked like it was going in. He looked so confident and then it just clanked. It was so funny. I want to get your thoughts on this because as we know, this was all over social media and I think like this was crazy. Like it shouldn't be all over social media because he did like the right thing. The, the last few seconds of the match, LeBron was dribbling the ball, and he drives, has three plays on him. What would you do in this position, Caden? With three why I don't know why people think like what's the point of having five people on the court if you're not gonna pass to an open person? Like it doesn't make sense. Like even Michael Jordan passed to Gary Paxton in the in the, in the finals, I don't know what year it was. It was when they won the finals and he had a game winner, hit Steve Kerr as well. Like these these players, if there's a, they have teammates, they trust their teammates. They're not going to like, he's not going to shoot over three people with Bam Adebayo loading up a massive block. Like you made, he hit past an open shot. It's a wide open shot. There's nothing much you can really do about it. It's Danny Green's fault that he missed, but I'm sure he already knows that. You're exactly right. They like, if there's that open shot, LeBron has three plays on him, man. And don't get me wrong, LeBron is clutch because he is, but he's not going to take a shot over three people when he has the better shooter of Danny Green wide. Like, there's literally no one standing near him. Wide open three ball, you're going to kick it out. Yeah, I don't even know why people, people like talking about it like you're that player, you have to hit that shot. But it's like, it's so dumb. Like, it's not even like Danny Green had a person within the same postcode near him. He was so wide open. It, was, it wasn't even funny. It shouldn't even be a debate. That was a good shot, good play by LeBron once again, and it's just unlucky. And then you had Morris. He grabbed the ball the last few seconds. He did, the, he did the right play. He was trying to pass to Anthony Davis with the mismatch. It just didn't work. Yeah, just, it, I think it was panic mode at that point. I think it was pretty much just throw it in there. Hopefully that AD grabs it and just does what AD does, but definitely overthrew that one. So now, what do Heat do? So they've made the finals. They're going to have a, a like, it's going to be a lot tougher next year with Brooklyn Nets there. Giannis is back. Embiid, Ben Simmons. It's going to be a lot harder for them to make the finals. What's, what's the move? It's hard. I mean, their, their team right now is definitely, as we could saw, like they, they aren't just like a, they don't really care about that superstar, that superstar names. They got, they've got Bam, who's, a, who's an all-star. They've got Jimmy Butler, who's just, who absolutely popped off in these playoffs. They've got all these role players, young players. I feel like there's, they, they can run it back. Like they, this was by no means an unsuccessful year by them. They overexceeded all the expectations and, and took the Lakers to game six. So I think they, they should run it back. I think they're a great contending team. And I think they, they make the East fun. Well, they played amazing. Like, I don't think anyone was expecting them to get this far. It, even being the Bucks, which, hey, Caden, mate. Hey, Caden, mate. You thought the Bucks were making the finals. What happened there? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. It's just, it's just Chris Middleton's fault. Just, they put all the blame on Chris Middleton's fault. <laughs> no, it was very disappointing. I think everyone expected Giannis to make it there or even maybe Tatum. Mm. Not, not the Miami Heat. 
especially going up against the Bucks. Yeah, especially the Bucks as well. You can't and two years in a row against Toronto as well. Even though Toronto came champions, that Giannis like he's, he's got all these regular season awards, but his postseason right now is is holding him back. And we'll definitely talk about this later, but maybe we might be looking into a Giannis trade. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll definitely be looking into that later. But now, let's go to game six because we haven't talked about that yet. And the Lakers, they're champions. Yeah, I can't believe the Lakers are champions. Actually, I can't believe it because they're versing the Heat. But if game six... A game six win is good. I thought there was going to be way quicker than that, but I'm glad that we got to see more NBA, especially after game five. I actually had hope that it was going to go to game seven. I was like so keen, but then the Lakers went up by like 30 at halftime, and I was like, oh, this is just, this is looking like a massacre. Lakers, as I said, no more messing around. We're taking this game, all right? No more messing around. We've had, we've had our fun. We've let you have two games. This is, this, this is our series to win. Yeah, that game five was so good to watch. I was, in my opinion, that was the best game of the of the whole thing. That gave me hope. I genuinely thought that he could win the next game. Well, really, yeah. Besides that game five, the series has been pretty bad. Like, there haven't been exciting games or anything. No, I think the only time it was exciting for some reason was when Heat were winning. <laughs> I don't know why that is. <laughs> it was just when the Heat won, or game three and game five, it was just more fun to watch for some reason. Yeah, well, it, it gave us hope. Like, they had, like... It gave us some hope. It was just Butler, man. Like, Yeah, it was more fun to watch when the Heat were winning. <laughs> we're looking at um, the Game 6 stats and stuff. LeBron, you, you just can't stop him. Playoff Bron, triple-double, just with ease. Doesn't have to try anymore. He just gets it. In my opinion, that was the easiest, especially after that Game 6, that was the easiest Finals MVP like the answer ever. He dominated the whole series. Didn't even have a bad game. Well, these other players did. He was just so, he just went off. Yeah, there, there was definitely no debate saying, you know, Anthony Davis deserved it. No, it was, don't get me wrong, Davis did play like pretty well. That first game he had like, what, 30 plus points? He did play well, but this this was like, this was LeBron's trophy to get and like, he deserved it because he killed it every game. I don't think he dropped below 23 points. No, 25 points it was, sorry, the whole series. Yeah, the only person I had was after Game Five was Jimmy Bowler, but then obviously it's hard. It's hard to play like fifty minutes and then do it again the next game. But I had after Game Five, I was considering um, Jimmy Butler as Finals MVP. How good has playoff Rondo been, man? Like he's been an animal. I don't know if this is just because they're in a bubble, or like this is just is just a new animal in the finals. But he he's he's been amazing. Yeah, he gets playoff Rondo gets gets that name for a reason. You know, he's playoff Rondo. He's just the IQ and stuff, all that, all these playmaking and stuff. When it comes to the playoffs, every year he just seems he just seems to be that guy, that that difference maker in the wild card. We're talking about IQ. They're probably the two highest IQ players in the actual league, and they're on the same team. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about LeBron and Rondo. Yeah, as well, especially because they're both pretty old as well. They've had their they've had their time. They've no, they've they've been through a lot, and both both champions before this even Lakers Lakers playoffs started. So it was it was definitely good to have on that team. And I so I, I want to say this because I think this is hilarious, and it's 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 just shown how much the fans are really starting to hate Kuzma because Kuzma has been pretty awful with these playoffs, even the finals. I was expecting some you know some sort of step up game where he scores twelve plus points or something. But he just hasn't done that. And the fans have started a petition saying for him not to get a ring, which he'll get a ring, but that is just hilarious. I would um 
I would like to go on record and say I signed that petition for Kuzma to not get a ring. Kuzma, something with me and the Lakers, I just hate. I just don't. I don't like the Lakers. So Kuzma, I signed that. He doesn't deserve a ring. You know, Tyler Hero saw his girl, and Tyler Hero should have the ring instead of Kuzma. That's what I would say. Oh, I've got, of course you did, mate. <laughs> oh, he's he's like, uh, is he twenty four or twenty five? I, I can't remember his age, but it's not like he's this old player. He's still young, and like he's just been awful this series. Like, yeah, we can say, oh, it's his, it's his first proper, well, first playoffs experience. So yeah, let's go easy on the fella. But like, he's actually had no good games at all. He's been terrible every game. He's doing stupid stuff on the court. It's just actually like embarrassing for him yeah it wasn't even the finals the whole playoffs he was he was playing he was playing pretty bad he was meant to be there like you know third star that sort of wild card player that was going to come and like make the difference but he, he didn't do that he just he just kept just kept being so passive and how weird was it seeing the small ball lakers in game six um they played dwight howard for one minute which was in the last minute they only had davis as their center which he didn't play all 48 minutes so they were small ball yeah, and, and Davis hates playing. He doesn't hate it, but he, Davis doesn't even like playing center either, which is weird. But they did good, obviously. It worked very well for them. I feel like after game five, they knew they had to defensively, they had to change something up like because it wasn't it wasn't working. So I'm glad they did this, and it, it definitely worked in their favor. Jimmy Butler, the man, he, he put out a good fight. And like you usually say, Caden, Jimmy Butler is a dog, and he is. But he, you could tell by the end of this, he was as exhausted as he only had 12 points this game. And he played pretty much still the whole game. Yeah, I know my, our producer Evan told me not to say this, but Jimmy Butler is a dog. And I say this every podcast, but he is a dog. And and he will forever be a dog. So I like I like that. I think 12 points, it was so hard to like to say he could do this twice in a row because it's it's just so... It, that would, it is, you're asking a lot from one player, but I think... Even the rest of his team didn't really step up either, which wasn't which wasn't really great for him. But um, it was tough. He didn't. There's not much you can really do by the end of it. Could we maybe be seeing um Jimmy Butler be like an all star next year, or is he just going to go back to what he usually is? I mean, like a twenty point player, a bit inconsistent. Yeah, it's hard because during the regular season, it's like he's just some people during the regular season just don't really care for all that. Jimmy Butler knew when the finals came, he had to do what he had to do, which which we saw it because the possessions he had, I think he he had the more possessions than I've ever seen him have in a in a series ever in any in any game. He was he had the ball pretty much every single. That's why his stats skyrocketed because he was getting the ball almost every time, which was good because it was working for them. And it's the only really option they had when Bam was injured and Goran Dragic was injured as well. So I do think I think he can be an all star, especially in the East where it's a bit it's a bit weak. But I I, I do believe he'll be an all star. I think he definitely knows his his own potential as well now. Oh, right, so I'm not just gonna blame Jimmy Butler for only having twelve points. All on him being tired because Anthony Davis, man, he was actually matched up against Jimmy Butler most of this game, and he locked him up. And he didn't even want to switch either. When they set the screen, AD just went under the screen. He didn't want to even switch on him. He wanted he wanted this win, which was which was awesome. Tyler Hero, man, he he had an awful game for a game that like they need the supporting cast to actually step up. They need Duncan. They need Tyler Hero. They need those players just to be shooting those three balls, man, and actually have a good game. He had a stinker. Only had seven points and thirty percent field goal percentage. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't like this in my boy, big bucket Tyler Hero. But 
Yeah, it was a bad game. He had like seven points in like thirty minutes or something. It was just, it just wasn't helpful. But to be fair, that whole that whole Heat game was just, it just wasn't theirs that night, which it sucked. It was putrid the game he had, and they did, they really did need him to score at least fifteen points, and he just didn't do it. But hey, that, that's not disrespect the Heat. They proved everyone wrong, and they made the finals. Some people. Not saying everyone, because uh, it was only some, but some people didn't even have them making the playoffs. Oh, that's a... I don't know who that is, but that is, that's a big call, for, especially in the East. But they, they were. It was on Twitter and stuff. Bad. Some people didn't even have them making the playoffs. That is bad, whoever thought that. It sounds crazy now, but, like, going into it, people, some people just weren't rating... Well, Jimmy Butler, people just weren't rating him like what he quite deserved. Mm. Especially as, to be fair, that's all right because he, he did underachieve at the, at the Bulls. So I think I think they had some sort of um, doubts, but t- to not make the playoffs in the East, that's that's always a big goal. He was known as like a locker room killer, but Butler, he, he, that's what he was known as—a locker room killer. He went from a locker room killer, and now he wears Tyler Hero's jersey at practice. <laughs> Genuine man, like. The bond he's actually had with all his players, you know, being Bear Man of Bio, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Mr. Reliable, genuinely, like, they've built, they're all such, like, good mates and stuff now, like. And what I think it is as well is the, um, is the fact that all these young guys, they, they, like, look up to him. They don't, they don't want to be, no one wants to be, no one wants to be the initiator. No one wants to be the, that guy. They all are just like, you know, we listen to Jimmy. Jimmy's the vet. Jimmy's our best player. And I think they all know that. Even Bam knows that. So it's, it's great. It's great to know that they, um, they all respect him a lot. And so then Jimmy, I think it's worked well in his favor. He's the leader. They all look up to him and they all know it. Exactly what you said. And it, it's, it's worked. They made the finals. They never were going to beat the Lakers. I'm sorry, but that's just that's, they, they just weren't. Let's be realistic. So the 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 fact that they got to the finals, clap to them. Uh, we're going out to after the game now. So this this is all finished. Lakers have they've taken the win. LeBron, man, are, are we saying like what's 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 he to do now? Like he's age 35. Is he going anywhere soon? He's still winning titles. He's still in the MVP talks. I mean, geez, it's hard because LeBron. I think he's just gonna keep keep racking up the stats, keep racking up the um the charts in every single stat it seems. And um, I think he's gonna go with especially if as long as AD is on that team. I think he's gonna keep competing. I think he's gonna keep going to the playoffs, and I think he's gonna keep making a run for an, for another title. As long as as long as AD is there, I'd love, very love, if Beal. For some reason, got traded to the um to the Lakers in the offseason, but I do think they'll just go. They'll just go again. It's going to run it back. Why that, mate? So you can hop onto the Lakers and be a little bandwagon. So I can, be, so I can win a championship. That's why. <laughs> um, oh, so seeing all those players making that, you know, those big ass cigars after the game, they're huge, man. And like, because there were like there weren't too many reporters, but there were some reporters there. I feel bad for those reporters in those rooms. They would have been coughing up the smoke. Yeah, these reporters are old though. They probably smoked cigars as well in there back in the day. All those reporters, but um, yeah, I think they knew that once. Especially it's been gone from forever when they they pull out the the expensive cigars and all that stuff. But you got to celebrate when those kinds of situations, especially when there's no one, no like real fans around. You got to create your own sort of atmosphere. LeBron James four and six now. He used to be three and six. Now he's four and six. 
that record as well is also having four finals MVPs as well. So for being in four winning finals, he's won four finals MVPs. How far off is he being the GOAT? Does he still have a chance of being the GOAT? Is he already the GOAT? What's your opinion, Kane, oh, mate? Come on, come always, on. Give me something good here. This is the worst. Because I don't really have anything good. Because it's so hard to tell because me and you are both like also so so young. We didn't really, really get to see Michael like in the flesh. So it's hard. It's always hard to say, but it's so hard. I, I like to think of Matt Rushmore's more than GOATs, but I think MJ going six for six is just always going to be like that sort, of, that sort of edge. Like if Bron wins another one, I feel like one more especially this day and age, and the Golden State are back and all the teams are there. If he wins one more, I think he'll be the GOAT. If he, yes, uh, um, I believe the exact same thing. If he wins it next year with all these teams, because it's been all over social media, people saying LeBron had the easy road, even though he didn't. Like, let's be for real. But if he if he can do the exact same thing and win another ring next year with Golden State up there, you know, the Brooklyn's up there again, it's going to be like, like whoa <laughs> yeah uh, that's that's when it's going to get controversial but it's hard it's so hard to say and LeBron's passing Jordan in like every like nearly every stat so far so it's getting like it's getting so close by the and he still has like five years in him it's not even like his his career's near the end he like came second in the MVP race so it's not even like it's not even funny how ba- how badly this guy wants this so it's 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 crazy well realistically and if, let's be honest here um, if LeBron stays, like, keeps doing what he's doing, we're seeing that like, even if he loses his, you know, he's jumping and stuff, he can still pass and be that amazing player. If he wins another two in a row, I know that's a lot to ask for, but if he wins two in a row, that's 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 three in a row. That means so six and six in the finals. No, no, no more debate. He is the goat. You're in. You've made. I know it's only six for six. Not not six for six, but six wins, six losses. You've made twelve finals. That that is that is goat. He's made twelve finals on some teams that should be lottery teams as well. Yeah, Matthew Dellavedova is his second best player. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. Like he is like exactly right. Like he's done it with teams that like people would say, oh, he's had a superstar. Like you know, superstars on his team. Don't be calling Kevin Love a superstar, and he wasn't even there for half the playoff run. He's doing this all like by himself practically. Most of the time. I'm not, not forgetting how he did have D-Wade and Chris Bosh. He did have Kyrie as well. But for some games, he was literally just by himself. Yeah. And some of those times as well, it's, it's a bit unfair. Some of those against the Celtics, I don't know how long it was. The last, I think it was the last year he played with the thing. Last year he played with the Cavs. Against the Celtics, they could have easily just lost that. He wouldn't have had to go into the finals and get swept by the Golden State Warriors because it didn't matter who was going there. He could have just been what three and um four and five or something but he just it's not like that he just wants to go to the finals and he could have easily made his finals record better but he's he'd rather go to the finals win lose or draw he wants to go to the finals well tell me this would you rather make the finals every time you may lose but you'll make it or would you rather not make it and your record stays pretty good yeah, see, that's just that's just why we, no one even wants to mention the twelve finals in a row or ten finals in a row, whatever it is. It's like, but it's just like it's like oh yeah, three and six, four and six, five and six, six and six. Yeah, it is a stupid conversation to have with some people. And don't get me wrong, I've still got MJ over right now, but in a few years, I do reckon we're going to have to take another look at it and say, well, hang on a second, LeBron is the goat. Yeah, I think we should wait till it's all said and done. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, 
another good another funny thing um lakers are all they're all leaving they're, they're all in the bus like yeah jr smith's you know live streaming it on his instagram Crin Cook, they left. They left him at the arena. Jazz Smith had his top off with like one minute left in the game. He didn't even care. He's just like, no, nah, I'm taking my top off. He's the fastest player I've ever seen take a top off before before a finals win. He was ready, man. He was ready to party, man. That's what he was there for. He was just there to party. He had so much energy, not playing a single minute in the game. <laughs> he had so much energy left in him. Well, that, that's that's going to the draft now. As we were talking about before, Caden, for this for this NBA draft, just for today's episode, we're just going to go over the first five picks. So that's Timberwolves, Warriors, um, the Hornets, the Bulls, and the Cavs. And we're going to talk about who we believe they should draft and just all the rumors regarding those picks and the players. So let's actually start off with the first pick, Timberwolves. I'm saying Anthony Edwards. Who are you saying, Caden? Yeah, eh. It's like the only the only way they wouldn't get Anthony Edwards is if they traded the pick away. I think he's a, he's a gimme at at first. I don't think the Timberwolves they need a wing player. He doesn't have much defense, which the Timberwolves are so below average in. But I don't know it's hard to not pick Anthony Edwards with the talent he has. He's awesome. He's a, he's a combo player. He can play the shooting guard. He can play the small small forward. He's got like insane dunks. He can shoot the ball. He, He's an all-around player, and he's been compared to D Wade and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, it's always it's always um, it's always good to see who they who they compared to. It's 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 not always accurate, but I think I think he's potential for the Timberwolves as well. He has to be the first pick. If they do trade the pick, which let's be realistic, it's probably more of a chance they might actually. Um, I know players have been rumored are like Ben Simmons. Um, potentially could be a Ben Simmons trade for um the pick. With some other assets, and then you know Philly could draft Lamelo. Um, or there's also been some um, rumors about Devin Booker, so they can you know pair Cat, D'Lo, Devin Booker, the three amigos together, or even all deeper. I've seen. What's your thoughts on all these trade rumors that are coming out? Yeah, I think Ben Simmons to the Timberwolves would be so good for the Timberwolves, but I don't think, I don't think um, that Anthony Edwards. I think Ben Simmons is has a, way, a much higher um, like trade stock than than Anthony Edwards, and I do think I think that if they're going to trade anyone, it would be Embiid. I don't think the Six would trade, but someone like Oladipo would be really nice as well. But coming off an injury, I don't know. D Book had a really good season, but his defense is is a bit iffy as well. So it's, it's hard to see. I love I love draft week, but there's some good people there. But it's hard to tell what they're going to do with the first pick. See, no, one point you said exactly right there. They don't have much defense. So I reckon if they're going to trade this pick, they just they can't get a player that has no defense, which I'm sorry, Devin Booker, mate, but your defense is shit. You, you're, you can't you, – it just wouldn't work, man. They need to look at a player like Oladipo. Yeah, he's got some good defense, and he's, bloody, he's pretty good offensively as well. Ben Simmons, perfect fit. Yeah, Ben Simmons, perfect fit. Ben Simmons is going to cost a lot as well for them. And Oladipo just came off a, a massive injury, so I don't know. It's hard. It's hard because the Timbers suck at defense, but, but I don't know. D-Book's shit at defense, so the other two are good. Just just think of a Philly t- a Philly team with Lamalo and Embiid. Just Lob City man, like just imagine it right now. I'm just thinking, imagine the Timberwolves offense with D Book and D'Lo at the cards. <laughs> they are dropping 140 on that team at least every week. No, oh, and they're gonna be the defense would be terrible, yeah. man. Oh my god, I would not want to see their plus or minus. Like I know they're so good, like offensively, but their defense would be putrid and like it, it, I, I genuinely it just couldn't work unless Cat comes out next year and 
you know, really improves his defense or Delo or Dev- one of them needs to really improve their defense. Yeah, I was going to have to play zone or something. That's bad. But that'd be off- their offense would be so fun to watch, though. They'd be scoring every possession. Well, we've seen per the ringer, um, Kevin O'Connor, he's actually said that the Wolves are apparently seeking a win-now player in trade-down for the pick. So they are looking for a trade-down um, for the pick. Um, so they are looking for like a win-now sort of player. So we probably will be seeing them actually trade for like a Ben Simmons, Devin Booker, or Oladipo. So it'll be cool to see how that happens and everything. So are we, are we locking in Anthony Edwards, Caden? Yeah, it's a iffy one. We'll lock it in for now. Oh, it's like locked in. Um, let's look at the second pick. Roy's. I'm saying James Wiseman. What are you I'm saying? I'm saying trade. Oh, trade. Yeah, I don't think. I think the Warriors, especially, they they have they every year pretty much it seems. Besides this year, they are they are finals. They're finals contenders, and I don't think a rookie like that. They don't need that sort of player. They play really well with with the Zaza Pachulias, with the Javale McGee's, with the Kevin Looney's. Draymond. They like the small ball. I don't think Wiseman. They don't need him. I think they can get a lot better. Like um assets and bench players and a lot better a lot better for what that is especially with their win now and I don't think having a rookie as their as their center going into the finals is is really how they're going to go with it but they could pick him up but I don't know I don't think so see I don't know I do reckon they might be looking for a trade but if they got if they have to keep that pick they're, they're drafting Wiseman they need a center like pretty badly and Wiseman's been compared to again take these with a pinch of salt we know these you know comparisons are like. They're pretty off sometimes, but he's been compared to Hazan Whiteside and DeAndre Jordan, which, like, that's a thing. They're two awesome players. Yeah, it's very, it's very like old school, just defense, interior offense sort of, sort of type player, which would be good for the um, Golden State Warriors. But when they when they play that sort of small ball, it just, it just wouldn't work. He's also got that mid range ball as well. Um, I know his three ball isn't that good, and it's pretty awful to be honest. Um, but it, it's like. There's a chance that he can work it, but he actually has a mid-range Wiseman, so it's, it's something to actually build on for a shot. Yeah, and those mid-ranges as well in college are always sus because that's why these, these bigs are so dominant because they're, they're usually taller than a lot of the other players that are guarding them. So I don't know. It'll be good. It'll be good to see him. I still think he'll be amazing, but I don't know if he'll, he'll be amazing on the Warriors. So we're saying if, if, they, if they are going to trade their pick, I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, Kevin, mate. Trade. Who are they trading this pick Lock for? Who are they trading for? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. You put me on the spot here. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I'll give my opinions first. And yeah, I'll, I'll give you a second oh, to think. Not even. This is just off the dome. <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking, I don't know, I'm a Knicks fan and everything, but I'm thinking maybe the Knicks can make a push for this and then, you know, now we can lock in our favourite player, LaMelo Ball. This could potentially be like a, you know, Mitchell Robinson, um, two Dallas picks. Um, so it's given that, you know, dominant, like, defensive centre, which I don't know how that would work with Rowies, but they have shown, like, they do, they are interested in Mitch Rob, so that would be, you know, good to see, given Wayne Allington, good shooter. Or, to be honest, we could be maybe seeing Giannis. Oh, dude. I don't know if you'll see Giannis, but I don't like I don't like when you trade away Rich Rob because he's my favorite player on your team. But I don't think you're getting Giannis anytime soon. Well, no, Giannis is a chance. Like it's if any team is actually going to trade for Giannis, it's the Warriors. They have the most offer. They can offer that pick. They can offer Clay Thompson. They can offer um, I don't know, Juggin' Drake, Draymond Green. Like they actually have. The assets to trade for Giannis, and they have the most assets to trade for Giannis. Yeah, but it's hard because I feel like you want you want to keep your best player happy, which is their best player is Steph, and I don't think he's going to let Clay Thompson go like that. But Giannis is Giannis is one hell of a player. It's so hard to tell, but 
I don't know. I don't know why they just they just don't care about their center on that team. So it's just hard. It's hard to tell with that pick. Well, yeah, it, it would like if they did trade for Giannis, it would completely change the whole team because like the whole team is just, it's just shoot, 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 shoot. Which don't get me wrong, Steph's still gonna shoot, but Giannis ain't gonna be shooting. <laughs> he's he's driving to the ring, Duncan. So it would change the whole game, like f- the game plan for them. Yeah, because they could play small ball as well with Giannis. But I mean, Steph Curry could make Giannis shoot. Steph Curry's a shooter. They teach Giannis, him and Clay. If there's anyone that's going to help him shoot, it's them too. But I think I think um, that him being such a dominant slasher, and he'll take so much pressure off Steph Curry because Steph Curry gets the like he gets doubled almost. So when you have Giannis on a team and Clay Thompson, it'd be nightmares on on the um on the defensive end. Well, even though I think they're going to draft James Wiseman. Apparently, per the winger, Kevin O'Connor, again, they plan on targeting a wing player, which that would probably be Denny Advisia, which I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. We, we, we know who this kid is. This kid's like been like compared to, you know, potential Luca. Not as good. This is why he's not a top three pick, but he, he looks good. Um, could you see them drafting a wing player? Yeah, and it would be good for, as well for Denny Advisia. I think he will be, Denny Advisia will be the best player in this draft. But I think... um. I think Danny Avdija is the most NBA-ready person as well. As well, if they're going to make a deep playoff run, Danny Avdija is probably the most NBA-ready person. He was he was amazing in um, is it Iraq? Um, I'm not too sure, but it, all I know is he's a Europe, European yeah, yeah. player. I've watched him, and he he's, he really is like he, he's something else. You what you look at him and like he he looks like Luca. That's why people are saying Luca. He's got the mm. step back. He shows facilitation. I don't know just the way Luca that kind of walks yeah. and moves. It's the exact same with Vija. How like, I see it as well is, is Danny Vija like he slows the game down, but to his advantage, just like Luka Doncic. He he has a slow jumper. He makes like not slow plays, but his plays are very like precise, and he just slows the game down. But it's to his advantage, and I think that's what makes it look like Luca so much because Luca slows the game down, but it somehow works way better for him. He's very smart. The only thing I would say it's probably a weakness for him is like at some of the clips and like games you actually watch him. Um, sometimes he, he don't get me wrong his IQ is probably going to be through the roof he does look like a very smart player but sometimes some of the things he does are just aren't that smart like um, he just he drives to the ring when there's already like three people waiting for him like with their hands up and that's, just, that's not the smart thing to do in those like situations yeah it's, it's always tough with those ones like with the um with the clips and in the all, all that stuff but I think I think he's got very high potential I think him him drafting to to the um, Warriors, in my opinion, makes more sense than if they even trade down because I don't think Abdija will go second. But I think um, I think he would be, he would be a, a better fit for them, in my opinion. So are you, are you locking in I'm the trade? Um, going the trade. Uh, lock it in, and I'm locking in James Wiseman again. I'm saying lock it in because I want to see what you know. We'll look back at this once the draft has all happened, and we'll see what else, you know how close we were. Um, so moving on to the third pick, the Hornets got this. This is this is a weird pick. I just like it's Lamella Ball, man, and it's weird seeing him go to a team that's like Charlotte. But they need a point guard, and yeah, I, I, I'm saying I'm saying Lamella. What are you saying? Yeah, they're just gonna get best available. I think. I think if if the Warriors don't, you know, like draft Lamella, then trade him away for trade value, or if if they're just gonna get best available, I think them needing a center. I think they need everything really. They just get best available. I think Mallow's great. I think Terry Rozier isn't that good. They've they paid him so much. They can't really do much about him now. He's on the team. But I think Lamelo Ball would be the smartest pick for them. 
because they, they already have a point guard in Devontae Graham, but he was he's a second round pick. He's not their future point guard, that's for sure. He's six foot one, which you guys you, you just don't want a under like and un, six ones is too small for a point guard now. I'm sorry, six three is pushing it, and that's a Kobe White's height. Um, six ones is too small, and I don't I don't think he's gonna have a career in the NBA in a few more years. Even though he did play like decently good. Just when they've actually, when, if they ever do become a good team and Devontae Graham is their main guy, they're going to be looking at him. And at 6-1, I don't think he's going to create his shot as much as he can. Unless he becomes this insane player like Isaiah Thomas was. <laughs> yeah, I think the only 6-1 good guard right now is Chris Paul. That, can even, that is that is that pretty dominant. Is he 6-1? Chris Paul's small, yeah. Oh, my God. I thought he was like taller than no, that. It's, it's, he's like the only player I, I think that is... That is that is doing what what you can do at, at a small size, but guards just get bigger. Guards are just the size of centers at this point. Ben Simmons, like it's just a big guard. It just for me like screams potential over over a small guard. Yeah, well, Lamelo, man, he's like he's six six. Yeah, like every guard now is going to be bloody tall. Yeah, he, even though his jump shot is crooked. Oh, so looking at him being compared to a player, he's being compared to Sean Livingston, which. He wasn't a bad player, but um, I, I can't remember. Was it? Did, was he the one that got riddled with injuries, or am I thinking of someone else? Or yeah, Sean Livingston did get injured. He was like, he's very old. I don't think I think Sean Livingston. This is why I don't really like the player comparisons. I think Lamelo Ball getting paired to Sean Livingston is is not very not very um accurate in my opinion. But I think I think he has a really high. A high potential. I love I love players like Mallow who just want to pull it. Like you just want to watch the Trey Youngs of the world go at it and just shoot. Like whether they whether they miss or whether they hit it. I just like I like the Mallow ball. Defense sucks, but I think he just doesn't care because he's not in the NBA yet. I don't think he's trying on defense. I think he'll try harder once like he's in the NBA and you know his teammates aren't just gonna let him walk around shooting the ball a lot like he did in high school. But I think I think he has really high potential. Sean Livingston, no, but I think he I think third pick is is, is his third pick for a reason. Well, sorry, expanding on the mallet ball, just because you talked about it. Um, he's, he's not just offense. He actually looks for the pass more often than not than the actual um, score, which is which is what you want in a point guard. And and also another good thing, he's not afraid to score the ball. He, if, if he's open, he'll shoot. And he will be looking for a shot as well as, you know, looking for the pass. And um, he does have that defense um, potential. He's got, a, he's got a big ring span. And he's shown when he was playing um, in Australia that, there were some spurts when he did have like really good perimeter defense, and um, he actually looked like good interior defense as well for a guard. So he's he's got not right now. He's a good defender, but he shows the potential of being like a, a good defender. Yeah, especially when he's six six. Pretty, it's pretty. You know, the potential to be a good defender at, at the size of six six as a guard guarding another guard is is always great. He doesn't really try, but it's just like I think he will now that he's that he now has something to prove. So I think um I think his pass as well his pass is so flashy so cool so like just so much he's got so much spice on it so I like that I like watching him he's so fun to watch so I think I think he'll be I think it'll be awesome to watch especially on the Hornets when they're a really boring team I saw on Bleach Report again take this with a grain of salt because you know what Bleach Report are like they love throwing out like mock trades and stuff but they were saying that Hornets should maybe look at trading the pick for um Hield uh, he don't get me wrong he's a proven established like scorer but um. Nah, I'm not liking that. I'm not. I'm not liking that. Heald's is he's good, but I don't say like you know it doesn't have too much potential left. And that, Hornets need to really strike a star player. Like that's what they need. 
Hill ain't it. And for fucking animal slayer, they're getting on that. That is bad. You don't want to heal. He'll just he'll catch and shoot. He'll he's on like a max. He's I think like thirty mil a year. He's he's pretty streaky. He's he's on and he's off. <laughs> no one wants a twenty eight year old wing scorer that it costs thirty million dollars. You'd rather have a, a potential six foot six point guard that's nineteen years old. I don't know what they were thinking. There. To be honest, I think J.R. Smith stole the Bleacher Report account and was sipping on that Hennessy when he was when he was riding. Definitely, it. definitely. The analyst was asking where he was. He left him on the bus. He's gone. J.R.'s <laughs> gone with the, with the notebook. Uh, so, are we locking in Lamelo? Yeah, do, I think do you reckon? That's, 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 that's the safest one in my opinion so far. All right, lock locked in. Lock we're both in. locking in Lamelo. Let's look at the fourth pick, Chicago Bulls, man. This draft, it, it's a weird draft because you, you look at like players, players that are predicted around like fourth could possibly even be predicted around seventh on other mock drafts. It's a very weird draft and like a player could go anywhere. It's it's a very weird draft. Who, who do you, how do you reckon Adija would go on the Bulls? I think Adija's perfect for the Bulls. I think he's my, he's my, out of all those top three picks, including the, even the Warriors, I think the Warriors should trade for someone already in the NBA or some the assets that are already in the NBA. I think if DJ for the Bulls is, if I was a Bulls fan, I'd be very happy with this, very happy. I think Kobe Wyatt is um he's more of a scorer, like Fred Van Vliet. I think he needs, he's, he doesn't really like to pass as much. He's more of a score first guard. And I think if DJ coming in with the pass IQ, sort of with that with that Luca sort of style of, of getting everyone else involved, I think that's perfect. I think he, he's tall as well. He has great defense. I think that would fit in the team perfect. And I think um even Levine and Markkinen, they have a great young core. So I think I think for the for them, Adija would be the perfect fit. Yeah, again, it would fit perfectly around like Kobe White, Markham, Levine. It, it would, but it would fit well. And you got Danny Advisor. If he really needs to, he can play the point guard as well. Again, I don't think he will. He's more of a shooting guard, small forward, but. He, he, yeah, he would he would fit that team perfectly. And um, looking at you know next year, it's it's a whole kind of it's, it's not a whole brand new team, but like it's a new coach. And I'd love to see what Billy Donovan can actually bring to this team. Even though I'm like probably the biggest Billy Donovan hater you'll ever see, because I'm just not a fan of him. Um, but it will be interesting to see what he can actually do with this young young team. Yeah, so Billy Donovan is, is I like him. I think that their their coach was horrendous. I didn't know why he was there for so long, but I think I think this year, I think that Bulls fans have got a lot of what more hope in their team this year. I think if like if it comes to this pick, if Lamelo is still on the table, do do Bulls just pull it and draft Lamelo and say Kobe White like you're the backup to point guard or no keep keep wanting of Kobe White? What's your thoughts? Well, I think if they're going to draft Lamelo. Oh, that would be hard. As either they trade Kobe White or they trade Lamelo, but I don't know if they'd trade Lamelo because Lamelo would has more trade value and they could get a lot more assets for him, or they want to they got they got a snag in Lamelo so so late in the pick. I think they might they might just um build build around him. But if they did that, that would be good to see what they do. They've got a lot of they would have a lot of trade value then. Yeah, it's an interesting draft. It will be interesting to see. What the Bulls do. So, are we both locking in Danny Advisor? Yeah, definitely. Love Danny Advisor at the Bulls. All right, locked in. We'll go into the fifth pick, and this is the last pick we're actually going to go over today for our episode. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Man, they got robbed. They, they probably should have been a top three pick. But what I'm going to say, I reckon they're going to draft Obi Toppin. Your thoughts, Kane, mate? Who, who do you reckon 
the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to draft? Yeah, I think they'll draft Obi Toppin. I think he was the best player in in college this year. I just think injuries and his age being twenty three in March. I don't think that's that's a big it's a big sort of red red marker when you when you're looking at prospects. But I think I think them getting Obi Toppin, I think it's great. I think he has has looks like a bit a bit like Blake Griffin. I think he's he has potential to be really good. I just think um, Obi Toppin on the Cavs. I, I rate that. I rate that big time. Well, yeah, like like you said, he looks he looks like a Blake Griffin, probably with more potential, the better shot, if anything. But yeah, he looks like a Blake Griffin, and like they can't go wrong with Obi Toppin, a matured rookie that he will have an impact on that team instantly. And he looks the goods, and like looking at that team that could like potentially happen would be Garland, Obi Toppin, Drummond. And then Sexton coming off the bench, or maybe they're going to start him. That, that's 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 a good, that's a really good side. That's a young side as well. A lot, so many young players they've got there. Yeah, not going to have too much leadership besides maybe Drummond. But I don't know if they can be like be a leader. But fire out, man! It's a, it's a young side, and it's like they're all like. Don't forget, Garland was a top five pick. So like Garland will become good. Yeah, Darius Garland will be good. They're all going to be good. They're not going to get many wins, but there was great. It's a great young core to build around. I think they were smart in the draft. And I think they did pretty. They've done really well in the draft after the LeBron's left. And I think if you're a Cavs fan, you can't really hate it. It's a great. It's a good team. I think trading Tristan Thompson or Drummond would be really good for them. And I think you know they got Drummond for almost nothing. So I think I think that team. The team's looking pretty good. It's a very young team. Yeah, it is looking good. Um, it's a side that I can't wait to, to see how they actually go in the future, and to see where it is in five years. Like, are these players going to be in the league? They well, they they definitely should be. But like. Are they going to be on a different team, or what's just going to happen? Because it's a nice, it's a nice, pretty, t- it's a nice team on paper. Um, looking at the draft system, I was going to bring this up real quick. Do you reckon it's good how they've done it, or do you reckon it's changing? Because when you get a team that was really awful, they were a like a bottom three side, and they've only got they've got the fifth pick. Like that's that's very disappointing. Do you reckon something needs to be changed? Because they weren't tanking they just they were just awful and they did deserve the good pick i do know our producer evan believes the draft system for the nba is as rubbish um so i, I just want to hear your thoughts kane on this real quick like do you, do you think it needs changing uh it's, it's hard to say because if, if they didn't get it you know someone else is going to get it but they sucked so they didn't get it it's, it's it's always like it's always like it's hard because if they got a top three pick we wouldn't really have been talking about it, if you know what I mean. So it's like, it's hard to say. I like how they do it. I like how they sort of encourage teams to try and win. Even if Cavs were trying to win, I think they like, I like how they encourage teams to try and win. And like, you can't just tank for the first pick. I really like that. But it's always like, it's always going to be, a, you know, a what if in this situation. But I can keep it. I like it. Yes. Yeah, so it's a hard subject to talk about. It's 50 50. You got, when there is years when there's a team that's purposely tanking and they come dead last. You don't want them to be in the first no. pick, so it's reasonable that they don't get the first pick. But when it comes to like this, and they weren't tanking, you, you got to feel for the team a little yeah, you bit. Do, you do, but hey, it's the end of the game. It's all chance. I mean, they could have had top three pick, and we wouldn't even have to have this conversation. But they they got unlucky. They still have a great team. I mean, they got Darius Garland. They have so many top ten players in that team. Yeah, I think I think they're not complaining with Ovi Toppin. I think for fifth pick is still awesome in an NBA draft. But they should have they should have had higher. But it's just like it seems like the Lakers like last year. They shouldn't have had third pick or second pick whatever i think they got second pick so it's like it's hard to say but i think i think it's just roll the dice at this point like we've said it's a very weird draft and after these top five picks you've like uh, this sounds crazy but you've got players that could be like pick six or either pick 15 like it's a very very weird draft. you could pick them up it's a pick six that's how it yeah is. it's it's like 
it's it's not like it's not like a bad draft. I feel like it's just it's hard to like because we saw no March Madness or anything, so it's very hard to go off what we've seen for some players and stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, I reckon that's it. You ready to wrap it up now, Karen? Unless, unless there's anything else you wanna wanted to say. No, no, I'm ready. I'm ready to wrap it up. We're gonna. With another another week has been done. I think next week we can't wait because we couldn't really talk about our teams, and I think we're very excited to talk about our teams. I I had a Christmas wish, <laughs> and I wished on my birthday for a certain player, and I, if he comes to my team, I will cry. And I think can we get a, can we get a sneak peek of what that player is? His name is Bam Adebayo two point oh. Oh, okay. Right. So, we'll have to see what that, that is next wish. week. Do with that we wish. We appreciate everyone <laughs> that comes in. We appreciate everyone that listens. You know, we appreciate all the loyal fans. We appreciate everyone who reviews. Appreciate everyone who leaves comments. We appreciate everyone. We see it all. We see it all. Um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're pretty much everywhere. Podcasts, Spotify. Um, but yeah, we appreciate you all. Um, should be out. We don't know. Could take a bit longer, but we appreciate everyone that comes out from Evan, our producer. I don't know where he's went. I think he disconnected. And our wonderful host and Knicks fan, Zamet. 